Hello, guys. What's up? Another episode of yes, Comic Newbies. Number we are on episode 20. Oh, yeah. We're going to delve into a deep, dark hole, <laughs> as one would say. Right. It's pretty deep. Pretty, pretty deep. Um, we've done discussions of the hero's philosophy. Yep. The villain's philosophy. Mm-hmm. We've done Origins of the Hero. Yes, sir. Today we're going to jump into the still waters of the villain. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to sound... Crazy. Bad. Yeah. Um, But it's more like a question and answer. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like interview- in, uh, interviewing each other. Somewhat, yeah. You know? Just things that we've found out. Um... What intrigued me was what I'm going to get into uh, our week review. Yeah. Uh, was Nottingham. But let's. Or do you have. How was your week, bro? Good. Uh, <laughs> finally finished my first semester at Poloma. Congratulations. Yeah, time to read some comic books. Um, let's see. The What If Spider Man Shadows. Was that Chip Zdarsky? Yes. Fucking knew it. He is sick. Um, Really good plot. Uh, Very interesting. Chip Zdarsky is going to do crossover, and I feel like it's going to be more entertaining. Let's let's just say that. Um, So let's begin with what I was talking about. (laughs) Thanks for ruining my moment. Sorry. But Shadow, yeah. What? You like crossover? Yes. I was going to talk about that too. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, 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 right. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) I apologize. So, yeah, the the Spider-Man What If, it's cool that they're bringing it back. Um, I thought this was just a standalone one shot, but they're actually going to do multiple What Ifs right in the end. Um, Oh, so they're doing more. Yeah. Is it him or is it just... I don't know if it's just going to be Chip Zdarsky or other writers. No, 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 no. I know it's going to oh, be Chip Zdarsky. Oh, they're doing others. Zdarsky. I think they're going to do others. Unless this was a... This isn't a one-shot. This is... Uh, they're going to do other what-ifs. What oh, okay. Sort of like the... I don't know if that... Demon days. Unless this was a, a intro to Heroes Reborn. Because Heroes Reborn, it's basically everything that hasn't happened. But in this one, it's pretty oh, dark. Sure. Where Spider-Man just is in love with his suit. I mean, who wouldn't be in love with a Venom suit? Right, but then it, it's pretty dark because, like, being in love with this Venom suit, like, people die. <laughs> yeah. And they think he's, like, amassed in the suit, that he's kind of stuck with it. And they're saying, like, he's not the same. Cool. It's pretty dark. This is, like, probably a pretty dark Spider-Man crossover. Finally finished number six. Uh, After two weeks. When did it all come? Like came out like last week, no? Last week, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, it was really good. I liked the ode. Dude, the unmasking is cool. The splash was dope. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, I didn't Easter notice eggs. I didn't notice it was Ninja Turtles over in the corner. Yeah. So I saw. It, I was like, I actually, oh crap! I, I actually had to like read a review and I didn't notice it was them. The, sh- the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they have old school other. I mean, obviously. Was that Shadowhawk for real? Not sure, but you see the Pope. They have the Pope, the paddling Pope, uh, <laughs> Spawn. Um, was he there, Spawn? Sa- yeah, Spawn was there in the okay. shadows. Uh, and Savage Dragon, Walking Dead. What's funny is that Savage Dragon is Marvel. He's Image. 
Was he originally Marvel? No, I think Marvel took him. Is but he... he's originally an image licensed character. Is he still? I think. I think he's still image. Whatever. Yeah, but that was cool. Uh, a lot happened. Crossover. Hey girl, hey girl made an appearance. Oh, that was dope. Yeah, there was like a little, like, spot for her because the zombies uh, were there. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh shit, zombies!" And then all of a sudden, oh, "What's up, man? I'm here, girl. Right. Fuck shit up." Um, Eternals was Eternals. I thought it was gonna get better. I feel like they're just playing hide and seek. <laughs> that's what it I feels. mean, like that's what it feels like. It's like who did it? So who, who's the who killed this? They're just gonna get into like this huge fight with Thanos. Supposedly, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going. It's going everywhere. It, 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 it had a good start from the beginning. Because uh, when they introduced, like, a human character... Didn't they introduce, like, a human character, sort of? Well, they keep I going... Quick, I quick read through most of it. No, they keep going to different Eternals. Like, uh, remember they went down to the depths of hell mm. for one of them. Uh, actually, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was going to begin four, but three was so, my, like, kind of was, mundane that yeah. I kind of fell asleep. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I three, think, I was I think done what, with three. what throws me off, it always um, blurbs uh, oh, in the aspect of um, not, is it Spire? No, no, Icarus. Mm. So it's like Icarus is telling a narrative. But like a poetic narrative? Like, it's almost like he's trying to be Silver Surfer a little bit. Where I'm like... Oh. Well, all the Galactic characters are probably going to be that way. Yeah. If Thor narrated some shit, he probably would sound like that. I probably think Spire killed the Eternal. I don't know. She's She or he is pretty mischievous. Little little shady shades. Yeah. Palm trees. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't that exciting. Um, aliens. My gosh. Philip Kennedy Johnson? Yes, sir. I love, I love, I already loved the Alien uh, movie trilogy, but this, uh, this comic book is really good. If they were ever to bring it um, back, he needs to be like the lead writer. Right. I love how they give the ode to, um, Bishop, Bishop, who looks exactly like in the movie. Well, cause um, Bishop's a, recurring, droid. he's yeah, a droid. Recurring droid. Um, just imagine, not to spoil it too much for those that want to read it, just like, uh, fast forward alien minus like in the same timeline but years later yeah like years and years later yes like so they're in the whole future mm -hmm. but everything is in place right but there's rebels against this whole alien program they don't agree sure it. yeah so it, it, it was sick i liked i liked it and they they really um did justice to the alien like you know usually sometimes when you see a a morbid so creature. you okay so let me ask you this uh -huh. i mean i did a sort of review what two weeks ago a week ago i don't yeah. remember uh not everyone is for salvador la roca but right. you were you were actually on the other end you're like i like he's like not bad artist artistry yeah salvador's mm -hmm. artist right yeah yeah it was cool like uh it's very realist uh not very animated big time realism um I felt like I was watching a movie, kind of. Okay. That's what I liked about it. Um, and sometimes that's better than the writing, in a sense. Yeah, I agree. Like, it it, uh, it wasn't, like, dragging. I think it was very... How do you say it? It was a very human story. It wasn't very outer galactic. 
Right. But if we were, if we applied aliens to a protocol in our time, <laughs> then this is probably how it would happen. Absolutely. Uh, so it was pretty sick. And very real, too, because obviously the main character is sick. That's why they're forcing him to retire. And I like how in the end of the second one that they kind of, these younger um, soldiers think he's a wash-up, like, scientist. But he's like, y'all don't know what I know. This is my program. Like those two uh, dudes that were... They mock him, almost. Yeah. And then he just shows them up and they... Yeah. Uh, that, and then I actually just read Carnage Red, White, and Blood. Is that how you say it? Black, White, and Blood. Black, White, and Blood. Pretty interesting. I felt like I was almost watching Sin City. So it's a story. It's three. It's like multiple stories. Okay, so that's what they're uh, doing. They're trying to compete with Black Batman, Black and White. Possibly. So the fir- first one because they like, did Superman, Red, White, and Blue. Yeah. So basically, the first one is in a bit older setting. It's like Carnage. Okay, it's so just multiple. Yeah. There's just multiple, multiple stories. Yeah, but but I think what's funny. So that's why I kind of powered the last part. You need a D six. A D six. It's like remember when Goosebumps. If you wanted to choose your story, you turn to different things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a choose and choose yeah, and, oh, so choose and finish. I didn't pick up into it. So I was like, I was like, why does Carnage have a D6? I was like, oh, you idiot. You have to roll a D6 to go to the panel. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't have a D6. So I just kept, <laughs> I read through and I was like, oh, okay. This is, this. it's it's like the goosebump. It leads you to the same thing. That's ending. funny. But it was pretty cool. I was like, this is pretty Little, I like that. Little, little epic. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. That So movie. you needed to roll a D6. Uh-huh, to either get to your your uh, willpower. Where's or, your dice at, bro? I didn't, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I didn't have it, okay? So I was all like, why do they panel all of the numbers? Why do they number all the panels? I was like, oh, you got to roll a D6. That's cool. Certain perspective. So. Okay. So that was pretty sick. And yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I finally read the first... Uh, two issues of Jupiter's Legacy, first volumes. You, you did read, read okay. Out. I discussed that already. Yeah, you did. So. And you were tripping. You you were like, okay, this is nuts. Yeah. This is some. This is some uh, not cosmic. This is, this is some real issues. Yeah. This yeah. is real fucking. I'm very interested to see world. how they're gonna do it on Netflix. I know you're not looking forward to that. But... I mean, dude, I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't like when they. Okay. I feel like I was yeah. big time. I wasn't. I didn't mind the cinematics of superhero stories, right? Until you came across Invincible, uh-huh. and I came across Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, my first notion on real life superheroes was uh, the Watchmen. Ah, yes. And I like the fact that superheroes gave up on humanity because mm-hmm. I wanted. I wanted to see what humans would do when there were no superheroes to save them. And you're darker too. I love it. Yeah. I'm sadistic like that. Yes, you are. <laughs> you should be on the 48 hours. He's stupid. <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, but that was a, it was cool to uh, kind of get to, to that uh, aspect of what goes behind the scenes. Like the voice. And it's cool because it's... It's like an old version of the books. Yeah, yeah. But it's dated... 1960s. Yeah, the first first stories were from the 1960s. Right. Did you not go three and four yet? Not yet. I plan on doing that today. Or not today, but this week. So, 
I'm about, I'm about to call you out on live podcast right now. Hello, we have a caller? Hi. I'm about hey, to go you off know? on you, Why didn't you read right now on live podcast. Anyways. Uh, that, was, that was my week. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about you? It was a good week. Uh, some notable number ones I came across. Robin number one. The Infinite Frontier. How was that? wasn't bad despite all the weird crazy shit that DC's put out I'm gonna say that too because Marvel and DC have been missing each other with King and Black and Infinite Frontier I, I, I don't know I don't know and then Robin came out and I was a little, a little in love uh, yeah, yeah like any of the um what was prior to Infinite Frontier? Uh, what was that series? The uh, with the logo. Fu- oh, Future State. Did you like Future State? Yeah, Future State Two wasn't that great. The Dark Detective was okay. I feel like these series were just trying to reawaken people to come back into the comics. I don't know because I don't know if they're gonna venture off with it, but um, long story short, uh, Robin goes off grid, competes in some crazy tournament. Wins it, and tries and tries to go and compete in a super secret tournament, Google which is he comes he like everyone is trying to look for him. Uh-huh. Can't find him. <clears throat> Dam- Damien Wayne is super cocky. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's the son of Bruce. He's Marcus, right? yeah, but yeah, I'm saying like yeah, who I would be too if my mother was the daughter of the demon's head, and dad was good old Bruce Dark Lord. Knight yeah. of Gotham. Oh yeah. Uh, this one has legitimate substance, this, this comic, and from the first one. Oh, and from what I've experienced reading it, Alfred had passed. Wow, that's sad. R. Yeah. R. Um, and he's, he's in Damien's conscience. Like, he talks to him. Oh, and like he's in his head? It's like, of? it's like, uh, it's Damien's like, humanity from stepping uh-huh. over and trying to kill everybody. Almost like a Jiminy <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a conscience. Absolutely. Um, and Damien's actions, what he pulled is that he's possibly pissed off at the world and his dad. Yeah. I don't know what happened, what partaked before the, this came out. Uh, action sequence were precise in this. And it, it, it was good that it was because that's who Damien Wayne is. Right. Precise with everything that he does. Like his punching, his kicking. So his this problem. has nothing to do with Redhead. No, uh-huh. not particularly. Well, actually, Red Hood wasn't Damian Wayne, though. Uh, Red Hood is Jason Todd. Yeah, which is... Is another Robin. Robin, yeah. <clears throat> um, he's like Punisher, but crossed over, no rules. <laughs> wow, so he's a badass Robin. J- Jason Todd? Oh, yeah, I know, he's a badass Robin. How about this Robin? Oh, Damian Wayne is... He's a He's Robin. royalty, regal. Uh, he's, uh, he's trained with... His grandfather, his mom, and he was, and he's still being trained by Batman. Wow! So you're getting, you're getting, you're 14 years old, and you have a master class in everything. Every time you get taught, so he's pretty epic. So there's PhDs all around you, just and giving you all PhD this combat, in, PhD in killing, espionage. <laughs> wow! And you're only 14 years old. He's a super soldier. <clears throat> um, yeah, so he's pissed off at his 
at everything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the artistry is ridiculous. Uh, real quick, I did. Moving on, real quick, I did a speed run on Helm Helm Gray Castle. Good you, comic. You lied to me. You said, "Oh, dude, this is the this is the uh, it's a continuation, continuation to Last, Last God." God. And I was like, you "What the crap?" Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, good comic, not my cup of tea. Uh, it's based on the mixing of fantasy and historical figures. Hmm. Not historical, historical figures and historical gods from the Mayans. So it's. Yeah, it's Mayans mixed with some D&D and D&D NPC characters. Oh, that's cool. Tits, but not my cup of tea. You know, it's a really good, really when good you one. you say that you mean mother's spell? Tits yeah. means awesome. It's the tits. Oh, okay. Is that uh, an acronym? Sure, if you want it to be. Because you're, you're smiling at but me. Today, I tied shit out of that. Now, okay, here's another one. <laughs> Swamp Thing number one. Holy yes, moly. Yes, how was that? My first time entering the realm of Swamp Thing. I liked him in the 90s. Writing is well scaped uh, as opposed to his origin. I mean, I don't know. The dude is having night terrors about him becoming the abomination, a.k.a. the Swamp Thing. Uh, then he slips into some micro coma, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's popping up. In New Mexico, as the the Swamp Thing. Oh, <laughs> so he really doesn't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. not familiar with any of this, but I fucking love it. I finished number two. I mean, there's there has to be some sort of psycho entanglement with Levi and the Swamp Thing. Who's Levi? So when he Levi's the the guy, he's the guy. Swamp Thing. He's uh, Bruce Banner, but Levi ah. before it becomes some big green thing. So, uh, some, something that from the depths. It's dude, if you want to read it or if you want to try to go get it, I'll hand him yeah. gladly let you borrow it. Well, I like Swamp Thing. At so. the end of number two, you're gonna be like, "Yo, <laughs> better than Man Bat." Uh, or you can't compare it. You, we'll say that again. Better than Man Bat because you were all about Man Bat. Yeah, I'm still on the Man Bat. I think it, I might be getting that today. Possibly, I don't know. Is it better? Different than Man Bat. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The comic is legit titties. I'm going to tell you again. I mean, that's in my vernacular, dick. I was like, why do you keep talking about titties? Final one. Final number one is Nottingham. Did you get Uh, the expensive one? What the fuck? High price, obviously low print. I stumbled on the second print. Uh, Artwork and illustrations gothic it's a gothic i don't know how else to say it gothic yeah it's a very gothic feel i'm assuming it's about like robin um, hood, right nottingham it's a dark depiction of robin hood robin of loxley and his merry men dude the way they made the merry men look yeah so in this i don't know assuming that it's 11th or 12th century um, they wear masks, and the masks are smiling faces. Oh, that's like it's creepy. artistic. Yeah. You know, like it, it's like a smiling man. Right. Hence, merry men. They're merry, so they're happy. But Ooh, this is dark. Um, it, the note on them not just stealing from the rich, they uh-huh. kill the rich. 
and they give it to the poor. Who wrote this? I don't know. Dude. I don't know. This is like uh Like the rich, but oh yeah, the killing tax collectors, killing lords. Sounds uh, like more of like a grim fairy tale. And the Merry Men seem to be brainwashed by Robin of Loxley. This is all Fire my... John? This, is Fire John in there? I don't know. I only read number one and uh, I didn't see him, but I know that uh, the sheriff of Nottingham then was Sharon Evard of Black. Blackstone. So This is not greedy, man. This is heavy metal rock. <laughs> so it's... it's uh, or I should say grim. Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to be spending a shitload of money attaining two and three. Because it's low print? It's low print. Did you try finding it on a different... Like, I'm going to try to find it in eBay. I mean, it's only a five-issue run, and these... The first... The second print of the first issue is $25. And it ranges from 25 to over $100 already just for the first, first print. Oh, wow. the first issue. Oh, that's right. I was looking at it and I was like, 24 bucks for one issue? Yeah. Jeez. But that was my week. Nice. So you, you're number one. You're number one in my book. <laughs> A lot of number ones. <laughs> oh, man. But moving forward. Yes, let's get to the nitty gritty. Okay. Like, we're going to move into this. And mm-hmm. so Nottingham being my last review uh, Sean and I talked about it. Sean's name, Sean, in uh, comics, comics and stuff. stuff. He, Jinx. he, uh, he was talking about the influences of villainy, and you know the fighting of Greek gods and the history of what influenced comic books per se. Mm. So. You're going to ask questions, and we're both going to answer in our own. Yeah. Well, my, my questions are really on here. Okay. Sure, because I'm yeah. going to give you some fucking answers, buddy. Uh, so the first question uh, is, in the literature before comics, what conspired the influences of modern-day villains? Actually, yeah, fine. It's, actually... it's not bad. You yeah. know, like, your, ac- your answers weren't that bad. Well, I mean, they're actually... Yeah. More... They're more... Mm-hmm. In- Enticing in the learning of the yeah. sense. So I was told to learn about mythology. Right. You were in, you went into that. Yeah. For this so question. obviously I looked into like Native uh, American, Celtic, um, Nordic, and uh, what was the last one? Greek. Whatever you feel that interests you for this question. Yeah. So for this question... Um, Actually, should I go with the mythology or should I go with... Do you want me to go while you think? Yeah, go ahead. In this case, Professor Moriarty of Sherlock Holmes' antagonist. Uh, I think he definitely had some distinct influences on Lex Luthor. Uh, Moriarty was considered the Napoleon of crime going up against Sherlock Holmes. Um, Despite... uh, Okay, so in, in Lex Luthor's world... Despite Superman being ridiculously stronger than Lex Luthor, uh, Lex always found himself in equal ground with Superman because of his mind. Mm. And uh, Sherlock Holmes was indicatively impressed with Professor Moriarty, going back to 
you know, discussing this antagonist that influenced Lex Luthor. Uh, and he was hella impressed, like I said. Uh, and he's, he's rarely and, and he's rarely impressed. Uh, and he also vowed that Moriarty was equal, equally as smart as he was. Um, uh, Moriarty was also uh, vowed to vowed or was proclaimed the godfather of England or Great Britain, whatever. Um, that was also an influence for a lot of the Marvel characters. Uh, Kingpin, Riddler, sorry, DC and Marvel. Kingpin, Riddler, Red Skull, Brainiac, Gorilla Grodd, Doc Ock. Those are the some characters, in my opinion, that have... Based up Professor Moriarty. Yeah. If you've never... Have you have you tried to look through the through Professor Moriarty? Yeah. No. That's... Uh, he's uh, Sherlock, right? Yeah, he's the antagonist. Yeah. He's a villain. Um, this is just, like I said, this is my opinion. And that was wow. my... There's more to say, but I'm going to leave it at that. If you look him up, he's a ridiculous... Well, I, I haven't watched any Holmes stuff. No, I'm talking about if you read oh, any Oh, read of the, the old school Sherlock. Yeah, 1819 or 1818 mm. that it was published. There was probably two or three books. This was like a short run, but they were like long-ass books. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Nathan. Your turn. <laughs> well, I guess on that context... On that note... Literature, I'd like to talk about Mr. Dorian Gray. Um, you just went there. Yeah, the picture of Dorian Gray, for those that don't know, and I didn't know. Colin said, Dorian Gray. I was like, who's Dorian Gray? You don't know. You know Dorian Gray? I was like, no. I was like, dude, you better look up Dorian Gray. And I was like, okay. And I was like, dude, this guy is pretty intriguing. So Dorian Gray uh, basically is, uh, if, if you were to, I guess, really bottle or uh, dumb it down, it's like a narcissist complex. Dorian Gray was in love with his youth. And uh, himself, yeah, himself. And every time you look at the mirror, he just saw a young version of himself, although he was aging. And um, through his aging process, while he's thinking youthfully, he's going crazy. Uh, he was like, Well, killing people. So, the he had a picture of himself, yeah, and the picture would get old, but his, his youth would stay. Right, so it's just like he kept looking at it as a, as if that was him still. He he wasn't making the realization that he's an old man mm. or getting older. Mm. And he's just killing people with no remorse. Like, former lovers, I'm done with her. Uh, people who are jealous of me, or he, he thinks they're jealous. So, to compare it to certain uh, bad guys. I think it's always. I'm trying to think of specific ones, but it's definitely those ones who are always trying to alter their present form so they can keep like the youthfulness and stay immortal. Um, I would think if we were to like, I don't know. Example. The Red Skull. Somewhat, because you kind of wanted to stay youthful or. Uh, no, no he wanted to obtain power. 
right. he wanted to attain power and by doing so he needed to find something that would give him that strength yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody who tried to be immortal uh, off the top of my head I know you're like trying no, to, no 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 yeah. no I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued yeah by because there's to. a lot of I know there's a lot of people who in, in the comic book realm at least villain wise uh, they always try to find a formula to either get stronger or to be like the uh, alpha male well here man bat go ahead I never read Man Bat. Okay, but what Man Bat tried to do? Oh, he tried to preserve himself, right? He didn't try to preserve himself. He tried to cure something. Ah. Right? He tried yeah. to cure something of what happened in his life. Uh, so it, this is just a, a piece of, of a Dorian Gray yeah. uh, situation, which uh -huh. he wanted to he wanted to give himself all mm. to that one solution. Yeah. And by that, he loses pieces of himself. Right, okay, and yeah, so he true. he injects himself with uh -huh. that serum, yeah, and the serum has a life of its own, a primordial state. So right. that psycho shit that happens in his head mm -hmm. tells him that people are jealous of him. People are oh yeah, that's they, definitely Dorian Gray. Yeah, the sanity and the insanity gets it's a like little a fight. Yeah. Well, then if we were if we were, if we were to think of it, because I mean he's pretty psycho. Um, just maybe the depiction of Hobgoblin. Okay. Um, because, you know, when he looks at himself, he's literally saying shit to himself. Okay. And trying to justify his killings. Uh, things people are jealous of him. Uh, people are out of him. He hates Spider-Man. He thinks Spider-Man is just trying to stop him. But uh, this whole time, well, Oswald, he, he Oswald, was. right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like this whole time, was. Oswald was like, a, like almost like a dual life. Right. But whenever he looked in the mirror, all he could see is the hot goblin. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of scary. And so funny, in the movie, so I'm basically on the MCU, uh, he gets stabbed by Spider-Man. It's almost parallel to Dorian Gray stabs himself. Because remember when he stabs himself, he no longer sees the hot goblin. He sees who he is. Mm -hmm. It's like he, in order for it to see his reality, he had to die. So he kind of got a mask in that, the mask of Hobgoblin. Just like how Dorian Gray got a mask with his young self and just couldn't see past that. Okay. And he's just like, that's... It's a good, yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Try, there's a plenty of other ones. Like, I'm just trying to think of others who are trying to basically take over the, their... Um, trying to be immortal. Trying to stay in youth. Yeah. There's a lot Because of that's basically Dorian Gray's just like, Denying his aging. Right. As many... I mean, obviously, the captivating the villain, a lot of them... Let's not think of aging. Let's just think of a perspective. They want that well, power. Well, that's the perspective I was showing yeah, you with yeah. Manbat. Right. It was not necessarily aging, but they, they're always trying to, to grab onto something to make them either more powerful, more rich, uh, more... Vain. Vain. And that's basically Dorian Gray. Uh, well, the Dorian Gray is is the the explanation of vanity. Right, which makes sense. Like, vanity will make you go crazy. He's very very poetic. I want to read it. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go crazy for reading that. Nah, I mean, if you you're yeah. just gonna be like, yo, this is a little even even uh, Oscar Wilde looks kind of crazy. <laughs> <Is that laughs> little Dorian creeper Gray? creeps. Yeah, he's like, look at me in the picture. 
Uh, with that. So yeah, that was cool. Um, I thought, uh, you know what? Send us an email if you have any villains. Let us know, guys. Yeah, if you know any villains that have that same uh, what, narcissistic complex, is what we call it. Dorian Gray Syndrome. Dorian Gray Syndrome, yeah. We'll call <laughs> Comic Newbies 619 at gmail.com or add us on Instagram, Comic Newbies. Next question. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, what acts were set to them apprehending virtue towards becoming antagonist. One more time. One more time. What acts okay. were set to them apprehending virtue towards becoming antagonist? Them as in the yeah. the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Did I use a double negative? Probably not double negative. It's kind of like... I overused the pronoun. Sure. I mean, do we consider evil to be a virtue? If they're, if virtues are negative, yes. Evil, spelled backwards, is live. <laughs> Anagram? Let's do it. Let's just fucking, let's just do it. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Usually you think of bad guys, you think there's no virtue there. <laughs> back, okay, back to the question. I'm just being a little, okay. I'm being a little duck. I'm a dick. Yeah, duck dick. Okay. That's your little name. <laughs> dick. Uh... Othello, uh, the antagonist, this son of a bitch, man. <laughs> uh, hell, a hell of a villain. Uh, we, he didn't have a clear motive. N- not a one. Uh, Lag- Lago. I don't know if you read off Othello. I'm, uh, I'm going back to Shakespeare here. Um, dude, a sadistic affirmation on squandering power with other people. Like, he manipulated so many people. Yeah. He was telling Othello that Desdemona was smashing other dudes. You know? Uh, no real motive. This guy had no real motive. Mm. You know? he, And that's very scary when the Joker. Yeah. No motive. Just... Set me in this maze and I'll fuck it up. I'll find my own way out. Right? I mean, I don't know if that's answer the question. This is a very simple one for me. Because, yeah, man. There's no... (laughs) There's no virtue when it comes to the villain. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, the only virtue is being the villain. I would think the only time they've probably experienced some virtue is if they... Unless they were a superhero. Superhero, uh, and, yeah, gone got mad. Or if they sided with the superheroes thinking they have to, like, use their evil powers to do good. Jason I, Todd. Yes. Also, I was going to say Thunderbolts. Okay. Yeah. Thunderbolts. You know, these Sorry. guys are <laughs> these guys aren't inherently evil, but they they are technically bad guys. And they were. I mean, like, like they they use their powers to. They use their powers to do good. Jason Todd was living and breathing by Batman's rules. Mm-hmm. He said, "Fuck you! You got me killed." Yeah. And now I live by my own virtue. So, Jason Todd, for a certain time, was a villain. Yeah, because he lived by his own. Like you said, he lived by his own rules. He just. He did whatever it takes to seek justice if that meant killing the villain when if he's lawful good like Batman, you don't kill. That 
not necessarily. Man, Three Jokers was just an eye opener for Jason Todd. He was like, fuck it. Should have died like three times. <laughs> he actually turned into Joker for a little bit too. He was smiling. Yeah. Yeah. He like, totally with, has with that no wait whoa, you're finished with num- that well, question well I mean I just thought of something random but I don't think it, it bases off towards this question but I thought of because uh, you're talking about literature literature sure so I thought of my junior year in high school when they read Scarlet Witch or no Scarlet Scarlet, <laughs> Scarlet Letter <laughs> when they read Scarlet Letter the letter um, and you know obviously they're pointing towards her guilt and shame and, and t- calling her a witch and I thought there was a lot of alliteration too um, the recent WandaVision that came out because obviously there's a witch there and you see the witch trials and and like her being burnt at a stake and there was I know there's a lot of witchery or stories of villains that come from that type of uh, era so I don't necessarily think that covers the second one, the first one, the first one it was a random thought when you said Othello I thought of that because I read Scarlet Letter yeah what? And all these people are pointing fingers at each other. It's like, who, who did? Who's who's cursed? You're cursed. You, you, you. Um, Whack ass. It, it, it almost Renaissance. It almost, <laughs> it almost points towards like when people assume that they're bad, but maybe they just have superpowers and they're some assume a villain. That was a. That was a tangent. It's all good. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Moving forward. Yes. <laughs> there are sub antagonists and there's the real antagonists. What creates the nomenclature of each? Nomenclature means like science. You're, are you going to condescend for people well, now? I didn't know what nomenclature means. When you <laughs> first told me nomenclature, I was like, what's that? <laughs> Just say it. Just say the damn question. <laughs> there are sub antagonists and there's the real antagonists. What creates a nomenclature of each? Okay. Now, in this sense, I refer to one of the oldest stories, poems, whatever, that mind you, in so many cases, have been used to create a sub-antagonist today. Uh, the story of Beowulf. Beowulf? Beowulf. Beowulf. Have you read Beowulf? Sorry. No? I didn't read Beowulf. That's okay. Anglo-Saxon, Germanic, back in the day, it's been reprinted more than once. It's probably been around 1080 or 1000 BC, some shit. Oh, it's old. Yeah. Was this on walls before? I don't know. They were on fucking leather hides that were printed on some fucking... This is pre-papyrus. When I said Anglo-Saxon, that means Germanic, like... Predates <laughs> shit. Um, That's what Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm in English class. Now. This is in regards to Grendel and uh, Grendel's mother, which thickens the plot further mm. for that fucking story. Yeah. Um, in this sense, I'm not even talking about books. Um. I'm talking about like the most illustrious video game ever made, Final Fantasy VII. Yes, Mother's Milk. <clears throat> uh, so with Grendel, uh, what else? Halo. <laughs> Halo. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. 
Uh-huh. All these Star Wars, Harry Potter. Damn it. <laughs> these are not these are not books. even comic books they're video games yeah. and they talk about sub antagonists and real antagonists with final fantasy 7 it's genova mm-hmm. but for some fucking reason it's a reverse when you verse the strongest character and then you go up against the weakest which is right. fucking sephiroth when you omni slash the shit out of him uh-huh. um halo the flood and then i don't know who the futuristic aliens were arbiter that's probably the... No, I, I didn't play Halo. Oh, Red Dead Redemption, you had like five dudes to take out before you took yeah. out uh, Dutch. I don't know if you've ever played it. I'm just... I play it only with you. You never even came over. Did you? Yeah, you made me play it. Oh, okay. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Darth Vader. Darth Sidious. Harry Potter. His fucking family that took him in. Fuck those people. Um, different antagonists have different nomenclatures i mean i can't it's all due to the plot grendel because the town was making so much fucking noise you can hear him fucking from far away and then he's like hey keep it down i'm gonna kill y'all so they can shut you up beowulf was there kills him mama comes back and you know mama sees grendel uh, my son, he, and then she comes in and kills whoever it was, and then Beowulf also takes her out. Different sciences, different right. types of, you know, directives for the sub-antagonist and the antagonist. Am I being clear? Yeah, I have two, actually. Uh, I have two comics. That's all I have. I mean, that's uh, the only thing I can tell you. I already talked about one. Hobgoblin, but his son Green Goblin. So when I think of sub antagonists, for some reason I think of vengeance or uh, lurking in the shadows. And so more recently, when you look at the whole Marvel plot, um, you have your main villains, right? Uh, like um, the ones you see in the in the foreground, but in the background, you have Hydra. So, sub-bosses. Yeah. Who's the real antagonist? Who's yeah. the sub-antagonist? Absolutely. It's like, they use, let's say, for example... Uh, so, Red Skull and Hydra. Right. So, like, who is the real antagonist there? Who is the sub-antagonist there? Definitely, Red Skull is a sub, although he looks like the main antagonist, but Hydra is the one behind it. Uh, we can also talk about Walking Dead, too. Right, the whole who knew this? Uh, who are the real, the living or the dead? Who, who is the antagonist here? The, the um, CDC or the, the the uh, the walkers, or later on Negan, or the walkers. Right. I mean, I'm just basing off the show. I haven't. Sorry, Robert. Kirk, I mean, he's there. I haven't read the. He's list. Negan's there. Negan's uh-huh. in the fucking. But, like, you see those comparisons. It's like you can't really tell sometimes who's the main. Well, I can speak on gung-ho as well. Right. You know, the people can be their own antagonists. Mm-hmm. And then you have the post-apocalyptic creatures. Just thought of another one. Just a pilgrim. You, <laughs> <laughs> you have those pirates who are, like, uh, aimlessly just trying to take over the whole, I don't know, dystopia, whatever you want to call it. And you have pilgrims. Right. Who was a bad guy. 
but now the people trust him, but then they don't trust him. So it's like, who's the real bad guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a cooler question, actually. You came out more with the pop culture. It came out more in the comic. Well, because we needed that. Hence the word comic newbies. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, does the author next question does the author replace subtext with paradigms in order to cement plots to legitimize the story what was this, the, the question after that the, the philosophy one yeah go ask that one first no 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 I mean does I it, philosophy... for me I I did a two-parter go ahead okay. and read that in the next question does philosophy that. also intrigue and capture the reading pending the time frame of the story's publication okay so subtext and paradigms uh huh meaning, in a sense, uh, obstacles, right? They're, the paradigms are, in a, in a way, like a, it's, what do you call that, in order? Or a... Chronological. Yeah. Right. Am I using paradigm in a right sense? Whatever it is, that's what I'm using. Yeah. <clears throat> Proceedingly so, enter Homer. Ooh. And in this case, we use the Odyssey. Yeah. Because in layman's terms, Poseidon is the antagonist. I don't know why I fucking said that. For real, Poseidon is the antagonist in this situation. <laughs> I never would have thought of Poseidon I'm as an antagonist. trying to be fucking fancy with my words. Let me hear this. Um, because he sets, he sets different obstructions. Um... And in those obstructions, their philosophy in each one. Uh, for example, a temptation. Very big thing with philosophy in a lot of people nowadays. Right. And obviously back then. Uh, the sirens. Uh, enticing the men of Odysseus. Mm. And... Odysseus had to tie some people um, and he had to force his men to put beeswax in their ears so they don't hear the singing of the sirens. Right. Um, Because the sirens were telling the men, hey, we can show you your future. And Odysseus is like, fuck no, bitch. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put beeswax in my homeboy's ears. Okay. I'll finish and then you can do that. Because, like I said, Many obstructions have happened, but I want to hear what you what you say about Medusa. What what kind of philosophy is behind that? Um, I just want to add: if the sirens look like Halle Berry or Cindy Crawford, God help me! <laughs> Does it look like Jessica Biel for me, or um, what's her name? Yeah, you said it. Yeah, she's she was like one of my favorites from Seventh Heaven. Yes, she's married to Justin Timberlake. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You totally know. You knew that. No. You knew that? I knew that. Uh, or uh, Christian Cook. Sure, but I'm looking at Cindy Crawford and Halle Berry. Halle Berry. <sighs> Anyways. Oh, shoot. shit. You All okay? Right. You good? Yeah. You dropped something important. What did you drop? Shoot. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the end of my answer. I mean, I don't know if it answered those two questions, but that's where I'm at. Sure. <laughs> um, if I left it unfolded, or if I left it, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I feel like authors present many paradigms uh, to 
to like set the tone for the plot um, in a perspective of when you said like intriguing capturing reading time frame a lot of writers write many I mean yeah in this many time... things that that are relatable to what's the the like what is going on in the world like for example well, you said Medusa yeah. Who took out Medusa's head? Uh, was it Odysseus? Was it? Yeah, I think it was Odysseus. Or Perseus. Perseus, I believe Perseus. I think it was Perseus. Um, but actually, I I, I learned that um, like in the 1950s, 60s, Supergirl in DC uh, had Medusa-like powers, and she turned Justice League into stone. That's probably because I'm. No, go ahead. Sorry. Um, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. Well, mine is more not based off of the philosophy, but just looking at the mythology of things. Uh, like, for example, Cyclops, the Cyclops. Sorry, this is a segue to another part. Keep going, keep going. The Cyclops, you look at the Cyclops, the big, moronic giant out to like, kill. Um, Things that are against it. So this is nothing... This is different from Supergirl and the Stone situation. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. When I think of the Cyclops, I kind of think of the Sentinels and X-Men. It's like they're really... Like they're just trying to, to devour the things that are in front of them. Okay. This is the this is the first question before the philosophy part? Uh, I don't even know if this answers any of the questions. I was just talking about the mythology now. Okay, go... Uh, you're fine. Yeah. And if, once again, if he leaves this unfolded, <laughs> we will answer them uh, accordingly. But, yeah, I believe that, uh, so before I got into the whole mythology aspect, I do think that... Uh, what What is the, the, so philosophically saying the part of Supergirl turning everyone into stone I mean, she was, I randomly read it. I think she just kind of was using powers that she didn't know she had and the abilities and just taking that. Uh, so knowledge you don't know. Right, because she she basically became cursed with the power. and how did, how did she go about uh, um, receiving those powers? So it was basically like she, what does it say? She was simply incapacitating the villains. Uh, she learned, I guess she found herself cursed with the powers. Uh, she rescues a teacher from from, gang, from a gang. Um, so she didn't get it from like using a Medusa head. I guess she had her powers. She had the powers to do that. So she and, petrified people. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was written in the 1970s. So I'm pretty sure there was... Some paradigm to Homer, Iliad. I mean, without using Medusa's head to turn people into stone, um, she accidentally actually turned them into stone. It was on purpose. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting. So I mean, it's just it's it off the curse. it's off the bat. Yeah. It's off the off. You know. Yeah. But we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I need so 
their the questions are yeah. are answered in a sense, I guess. And you're right, it was Perseus trying to stop Medusa. Perseus was a G, bro. He was. Uh, and apparently he's introduced in this uh, comic. I'm, as I'm looking at it, Supergirl has like uh, snakes on her head. So she becomes Medusa. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, well, don't read that now. No, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at the picture. Like, oh, cool. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of the times when we look at the villain or the main story plot, it's heavily representative of a current issue. Like a lot of the comic books you read now, new comic books are based off of like, like the pandemic or truth or what. What's going on in so it's the question is have answered, but yeah. it's fine. Well, because I don't really, I don't know if you can say that they there's a subtext or paradigm. Yeah, I feel like a lot Switch. of them use a utilize chaos, right? And then they take the villain, and that's the chaos. Like for example, deceased. Well said. Um, when you see deceased, these people who are addicted to their phones or gadgets. Um, I like when you say that. Yeah, because I'm addicted to my phone. Gadget. I'm looking at my phone. They turn into, they turn into zombies. Mm-hmm. And It's uh, a disease. It's a, a disease. disease. See, so it's like deceased almost is like, was written during a time when, not there is zombie of Papa's, but like, we look at our, look at our modern day society and we are, inherently addicted to the technology and they use that common philosophy and turn that into a comic more. yeah which was pretty intriguing to say the least because it's like even you see batman turn into a technological zombie right yeah i don't know if well yeah they can say there's zombies but batman was biting alfred i mean i can't I have never read it. Deceased is a very great. Uh, and then you look at others. I'm trying to think of other other um, comics that the plot or the evil in, in there kind of relates to time frame. Um, Watchmen, I guess, or uh, Doomsday Clock, somewhat. Well, I mean, I'm talking about. Um, in okay. a sense, in a sense, precursor, you know, like uh, like what I said, um, yeah. Homer, you know, oh, like way before, right? Uh-huh. And but you, you, I mean, it's it it makes sense because I mean, I I did compare it to some shit. Now, well, if, if you if they want to look at the mythological stuff, there's like Dario Agar, who is this uh, mogul, and he, he turns into the Minotaur, okay, which is Greek philosophy, right. Uh, you have, but again, going back to what we asked, like the the questions at hand. Yeah, but it's okay. It's I, a, I didn't know, really have an answer for the first one <laughs> or the second one. Uh, not much. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, I kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I said, it was a half answer, which yeah. is good. Hell yeah. But the, that's the first question. Um, Sub so subtext. Yeah. Never mind. We're <laughs> we're on a time frame here. 
don't even know if you answered that question. I neither did I. Yeah, I was like, if I left that unfolded, I am sorry. I was like, I think you're answering something completely different, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but really quick before we, uh, the last and yeah, final one. Kind of, kind of, kind of went into like mythology. We we wanted to look if that was an influence in different mythologies, Native American. Um, well, the last one. Get that last question out of the way. Does philosophy also intrigue? No, you? there's another one in the end. I don't have that question on here. Do you? Yeah, I don't. Man. What's that question? Okay, well, here it goes. <laughs> this is a blind one for all of all us. All right, what's the last question, sir? <clears throat> Which villain of the pre-comic literacy do you compare with the modern-day antagonist in his time frame? Okay, Taylor, that's a loaded question. Which villain of the pre-comic illiteracy, literacy, not illiteracy, uh-huh. do you compare with the modern-day antagonist in his time frame, in this time frame? Uh, I, just, I didn't research that. Well, it's just a shoot to shit. I just, like, I'm probably going to... For me, it's the Morlocks uh-huh. of the time machine. You remember the you remember the That's time machine? Old yes, yeah. sir. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go kind of deep because it again yeah. talks about civilizations in the future. The Morlocks uh-huh. were a creature of the future that he stumbles upon when uh-huh. he wanted to go to the future, and it's a working class like they're poor working class people that have lost sight of socialism, mm. lost sight of everything. Not socialism, like social um, intelligence, whatever, whatnot, which is kind of compared to now because everyone is just doing their own thing with the pandemic happening, with everything that's going on. Everyone has become primal. Everyone has become, you know, just ready to bite each other's heads off. Literally, we're training up the zombies. Non-zombies, Morlocks. Like, we're a creature that no longer inhabits anything of what happened back in the day of, you know, interaction. Right. I don't know if my answer answers this particularly, but I just thought of... Uh, so, so technically, my last, my last idea is, or my last thought is, the human race. Let's just put it at that compared to the human race of the comic book because it is us right go ahead yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm sorry because that was just so emotional <laughs> uh, catcher in the rye okay when you have this guy who is going through a psychosis mm-hmm. um, fighting for reality and not knowing Thinking he's dying every day almost, or like staring at the mirror. Okay. And. A little intense. Go ahead. It is intense. I almost read it so much that I got immersed into the character and I felt like I'm not going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But like. This is a crazy person. I'm not going crazy. Right. He's like. it, It catches you off guard. And I feel like. A lot of the plot twists we have. Nowadays, and not just stories, but films, it's based like the Catcher in the Rye, mm-hmm. and just like our, I would say, many times, uh, 
I guess you could say the human hum, humanistic perspective as well. We look at ourselves and we're like, oh, like we get we could get morbid and think about our deaths, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Why are you laughing, mom? No, sorry, my phone was going. Yeah, it was going well, off. Well, because I have I have it on silent. Okay. Well, it's a good thing we're done. How do you get to the mythology? What are you talking about? I was going to talk about Greek mythology really quick. Go ahead. Talk about Greek mythology. You tasked me to look it up. You tasked me to look at it. Yeah, then, okay. I have all these papers in front of me. Yeah, and then I gave you the questions. Yeah, but those questions don't relate to mythology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I found out, like, for example, Loki... Is from Nordic Germanic mythology. Loki, Loki. Loki is actually Loki. based off of the god Loki, mischief. Well, obviously, if you look up the minute the mythology of Native American. They have these things called tricksters, which change into shapes shifting. Skinwalkers. No. The Navajo. They're called skinwalkers. Okay. Go ahead. But yeah, Native American, Germanic, and then I mean, obviously Odin and. And uh, you look like I'm boring you. No, uh, okay. I already know what what you're uh, talking about. Huh? But let's entice these people. Go ahead. The Navajo. The I Navajo. Find anything are... for Celtic mythology. Uh, that well, was a little bit hard to make a connection to comics. Okay. Uh, as far as the villain perspective, but uh, definitely Nordic mythology. Well, Vikings. Uh, uh, to give you a little, a little some something. Yeah. The Banshee. Yeah. Is Celtic, the Hellhound, is Celtic. Cool. Um, there was another one. Oh, the Leprechaun. Uh huh. That's technically a folklore of the Irish descent. Well, I already talked about Dario on here. Yeah. Minotaur. Orale. So. Yeah, man. Mythological creatures are embodied, and actually, most of the mythology that I discovered, it was. A lot of the superhero's perspective, not the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was hard to find the villains. Well, I looked up the top ten terrifying Greek mythologicals, and you know, there's the Link, the Sphinx, Cyclops, which I said is you know, in comparison to the Sentinel. There's actually a thing called the Hydra, which the Hercules, one of his twelve labors, is the Hydra. Yeah, uh, and Hades. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm gonna give you this. Yeah. Every so Hera, Artemis, everyone plays. Yeah. They in certain stories, depending on Roman or Greek, they are they are either set as antagonist or protagonist. Oh, okay. And did you know that Black Adam was actually based off of Greek mythological characters as well? And Shazam actually is an acronym for different uh, gods. Yeah. That's it. Good man. That was actually pretty cool. I hate you. No, why would you hate me? <laughs> Could you call me out? The photo three, and then, <laughs> and then I didn't want to answer the question. Was, I don't want to do this. It wasn't even part of the, the segment. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Oh, that, that was fun. Uh, okay. We actually, that was one segment, and it was actually our longest. That was, yeah. But it was a good breakdown. Um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, this should be up by next week, for sure. Love it. Um, Love you guys. So Yeah. Hope you guys had a good one with episode 20. We look forward to seeing episode 21.
Bye. Peace out, Cub Scout.